Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops. I'm taking time to talk with my friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share some stories. But first, I want to say thanks to these sponsors, Rose Hill Builders, First Fidelity Bank, and Louie's Bar and Grill. Uh, this is special, this presentation. I'm going to be joined all day here, or all these segments, with Mark Rogers, our high school football expert here in the state of Oklahoma, and then some great coaches uh, that are in the playoffs here around the state. Near and dear to my heart, I grew up in a high school football fields, high school gym, high school locker rooms, running around with my father, who was a 30-year uh, high school teacher and coach. So uh, welcome, Brad. Great to have you here. Welcome, Mark. Appreciate you guys joining me. It's an honor, Coach. Thank you. Listen, uh, Mark Rogers uh, is is really the you know the uh, director of this podcast because of his expertise in the high school area, high school football area. But Brad, I know this is your tenth year, uh, I believe, uh, at Tuttle. Yes, sir. Uh, 2018 state champions, and I want to I want to tell you right off the right off the start, Brad, the very first school. I visited when I became the head coach at Oklahoma in 1999. Actually, uh, it was December of 98 when I was introduced. I called Jason White. The the great uh, Tuttle player was football, basketball, baseball, great athlete in, in Tuttle. He was already committed to Miami. I called him on the phone after I was uh, introduced as a head coach, and I asked, I said, Jason, how far is Tuttle from Norman, Oklahoma? He said, Coach, it's about 45 minutes. I said, can I be there in an hour? And he said, come on, we'll, we'll accept you. And fortunately, they allowed me in his home, and we got together there and uh, had Jason eventually come over to visit. Ends up committing to Oklahoma, and everybody knows the story from there. Heisman Trophy winner and a great guy. And I'm assuming you know Jason. We know Jason well. Jason uh, Jason's still an active member of our community and, and great uh, – his son, Tannen, plays right tackle for us. Uh, started a little bit last year as a sophomore, but now in a full-time starting position at right tackle for us. Hard-working young man, just like his dad. You could see that fire in there. You can see that intense desire to, to prepare, to get better. And uh, Jason's at all of our games. Uh, you'll never know he's there. He doesn't want you to see him. You guys know that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I want to tell you, too, now I, I ran into you also my first year. You're a coach at NEO, right? Yes, sir. Uh, that was my first memory of Coach Bob Stoops was uh, I was just a peon little dorm guy, you know, at NEO trying to learn my way as well. And Coach Stoops gets hired, walks in the room, sets in front of our entire staff and said, I want everybody. I want them all. I, I want them. We want to take care of them. And, and Coach Stoops ended up with, let's see, you got Corey Heineke, Ramon yep. Richardson, some of the guys that really made an impact on that 2000 National Championship team that you guys had. Oh, those guys are big-time players, absolutely, and uh, made a huge difference. And I appreciate the help way back then. Well, you guys <laughs> did the work. You guys did the work. Yeah. You might not recognize yeah. Tuttle right now. Brad, how's the new facility coming along? Uh, the stadium looks great, and I know the coaches' offices are going to be just next level. We're really excited, Mark. We're not there yet. Uh, we're looking at probably the only thing holding us up right now is an elevator. And uh, they're working on it right now. As soon as that's complete, we'll, we'll get uh, full occupancy of the upper half of the building, which 
houses all the offices and meeting rooms. Right now, we're allowed to go into our our two locker rooms and our equipment room. So basically, our equipment room is our coach's office, laundry station, you name it, man. And, and hey, we don't care. We'll do it in the parking lot if we have to. It's going to be beautiful when it's finished. And I'm really excited for all the kids, all the guys coming up in this program, just future generations. It's going to be top notch. Um, what do you see in this year's Wagner team that's different than the than the last couple that you faced? Oh, gosh, I, to me, they look the same every year. Uh, they're going to have great skill kids. They're going to be physical. They're going to play really good, aggressive defense. Uh, you're really going to have to pick and choose where you take your shots and when you take your shots. And you're just going to have to be patient. They're, they're not going to give you a cheap victory and give you cheap points. It's going to come down, can we go over there? Can we execute? Can we not turn the football over? Uh, can we do what we're supposed to do longer than they're willing to do what they're supposed to do? And I think that's just two good programs going at it. We're familiar with one another. I love Coach Condit. I love their staff. Uh, we talked on the phone the other day, and people said, what you guys talk about? Well, we talked about fishing for about 30 minutes and then <laughs> film trade the other five, you know. So uh, just good people and people I like being around in the profession. Much respect to them and their program. And uh, listen, if we're playing Wagner this time of year, it's a good year. It's a good time. It'll be a good ball game. You know, Brad, I heard you bring up uh, uh, turnovers. Isn't it amazing how turnovers, penalties, and third downs? To me, the game's pretty simple. If you win those battles or you win two of the three, you're going to usually win the game. But let, let's talk about uh, some of the guys you, on your team you want to brag about. Um, who, uh, you know, who are some of the guys we can – key guys that we can the, – the, the community can look for you know, as they listen uh, and watch the game? I think the first one that will that will shine to everyone is probably a young man named Brady McAdoo. You might have heard that name before. His sister Macy pitched at the University of Oklahoma uh, softball for a while until her career was cut short with a hip injury. But uh, Brady is a little bit of everything for us. Started the season as mostly a running back, and then about fifth week we put him out in the slot, try to get him the ball different ways. So he'll play running back. He'll play receiver. He'll return punts and kicks. He'll punt for us. He plays uh, outside linebacker in an odd stack, which is a little bit of a safety position as well. He'll do everything for us. He had about 210 total yards the other night against Weatherford. So uh, I think he averaged about 11, 11 yards a touch last week. So a uh, big key for us to get him the ball. And then uh, Noah McDoolett, 6'5", young man, probably going to be a tight end after high school. Uh, plays the other outside linebacker spot for us and and also will play tight end and inside receiver for us. Those guys, uh, when you turn the film on or you watch the game, you're going to notice them. Brad, that, you guys have had another great season. You played a, a really tough non-conference schedule against Guthrie, a team that's got a great defense. Uh, I know Blanchard and Newcastle are also really good this year. Do you think that that schedule prepared you for a game like this? Your kids are ready to go against an opponent that's uh, defending state champion? I don't think there's any doubt about it, Mark. I think uh, probably earlier in my career, uh, you know, you try to get those games in non-district where uh, victories are what you need and confidence is what you need. And I think the older I get and the more our program develops, it's important that we play people that challenge us and get us out of our comfort zone early in the season. And uh, we had to go up against a Guthrie defense that was uh, better than us Um you know, and we had to find a way to survive. Our kids had to find a way to fight through those things. And then uh, we play really well that game. Don't get the victory. 
Um, then we get up against Blanchard, and like Coach Stoops and I were talking about, we turned the ball over seven or eight times in one game and get beat 20 to six. We don't give up a rushing, we don't give up a defensive touchdown all night and we lose wow. 20 to six. So, um, we've been, we've been to that bottom spot and we talked after the game the other night, you know, uh, you don't get to the high points in your season without going through those rough spots and only the teams that are willing to stick together through those low spots get to experience what that top spot's like. So we feel good about them. Our kids have pulled together. Everybody's peaking at the right time. Everyone's healthy. We're really excited about getting to play football Friday night. Brad, I agree with you wholeheartedly that challenging your program, challenging your players and coaches, playing tough competition makes you better, and you'll be better for it going into this game. And uh, 7 o'clock, right, at, at, at Wagner? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 7 o'clock. I don't, Mark, any, anything else? I, I wish you the best of luck, Brad, and uh, I'll be watching and looking for the score. I got to admit, I'll be in Salt Lake City getting ready for the BYU game. <laughs> I don't blame you, Coach. And, and uh, I just want to say, too, what an honor it is to, to talk to you finally and speak to you. Just I used to be a defensive coordinator. When you came to Oklahoma, uh, we were everything. We were over solid three, rip dogs, slam dogs, cross dogs, three hole. Uh, yep. Coach, it's just an honor. And, and all of us in the state of Oklahoma admire you and what you've done and how you've taken care of Oklahoma high school coaches, and uh, it means the world to us. Well, I pre that's very kind of you, Brad. Thank you. And uh, now we've got a, a special uh, guest, a, a longtime friend, great coach uh, throughout Oklahoma and through the years, uh, been, been a longtime friend. But I'm going to go to our high school football expert, uh, Mark Rogers, to, to introduce him. One of the very best to ever do it, Bob. Um, Coach B, Bill Blankenship at Owasso right now in his seventh year, six-time state champion. Um, started the program going and got the ball rolling at Union uh, and now is at Owasso, has won two state championships since he's been there. Uh, Bill, this is going to be a, an interesting game coming up. you got a cross-state rival, Norman North, coming up to play, uh, and so it should be a good one on Friday night. Well, Mark, I think so, and uh, certainly you know you've kept up with these guys. Justin Jones is as good as anybody out there in terms of how he runs a program and and preparing his young men. And uh, there, this is a—I'm not giving you coach speak. This is a well-coached, uh, fundamentally sound team, and and it's not a surprise that they're sitting at nine and two and uh, playing really well right now. Coach, the last time I saw you, I was in your office trying to recruit Josh Proctor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you were in that same office you're in. Absolutely, uh, you're, that's exactly but, right, Coach. But but anyway, I'm happy to see him still playing. I, yeah. I watch, I've followed him all the way through at Ohio State. I don't have any bad feelings. He's done a great yeah. job. Was a wonderful young man. You still keep up with him, I'm sure. Actually, I do, and uh, it's, it's it's interesting because uh, Josh and a couple other players on his team uh, was on our first team here in 2017, and. And they, uh, as many around the country, have benefited from that extra COVID year. Uh, Josh had to fight through a couple of injuries at Ohio State, and he's actually had a really good uh, campaign this year. I'm very proud that he's able to finish it up well. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, let's talk about your quarterback. Knox Dyson's having a heck of a year, mm -hmm. and I know at any level, quarterback's uh, the, the key guy to, to help you win a championship. Well, they make us better coaches for sure when we have one that, yeah. that can play. I've um, had a few of them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Knox is, is an interesting story in that uh, Knox had been at, uh, at Owasso for us 
uh, up through eighth and ninth grade, and then uh, transferred over, transferred, moved over to, to Union. And uh, kind of the, the portal apparently is still open even at the high school level. And uh, so it did not work out for him. He wound up at Beggs the next year. Uh, his mom and dad kept working here in the Owasa school system. And so they just kind of pulled him back and said, look, you're coming back regardless uh, your senior year. And uh, fortunately for us, it all worked out. Um, you know, he he's, uh, you know, competed all during the spring and summer with uh, another young man, Tyler Cavanis, that uh, we love to death. And uh, they just made each other better. And Knox has, I think, continued to improve coach. Um, probably playing yep. his best football right now, and that's what you want from your quarterback. Absolutely. I think I'd want to play quarterback in Coach B's system. Is that the old quarterback <laughs> in you that you uh, like to open it up? And I knew he threw for 500 yards against Santa Fe. That was an amazing game. I know had a, had a good game against uh, Norman High uh, as well in the, in the regular season finale. Well, it's interesting, Mark. Uh, th- those numbers, that was a record for us, and I had no idea we even came close to it. Um, I've never been much about statistics and numbers and how we do all that. We, we really work to have a balanced attack. And to me, if, if you can, if all you can do is throw it, you're not going to be able to do that very long when a de- good defense comes along. And if all you can do is run it, you're not going to be able to do that very long. And so you better be able to do both. Uh, we were uh, kind of in a, in, behind the eight ball a little bit against Santa Fe, got down 17. And so it was just forcing us to throw the ball a little more than maybe we would traditionally. And it wasn't even the number of throws. We just got several over the top. And he was able to 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 get the ball to some playmakers going over the top against Santa Fe. And, uh, you, 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 you know, we're coming from behind. We actually never led the game until the final 14 seconds. And wow. so um, when that happens, you're, you know, you're probably going to be able to keep the ball throwing uh, in the air a little more than maybe on a normal game. So, uh, when we when we got done with it all and looked up, he's over five hundred yards. So pretty pretty cool deal. Bill, uh, playing our our local school here, Norman North. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are some keys to the game you you feel if you guys are going to come out with the win Friday night? What are what are some big uh, parts of the game that you you feel are key to your your success? Well, I think I think Esselman does a good job at their quarterback spot. He he is a guy that can extend plays and and throw the ball pretty well. Um, and then I don't think it's any secret they've got a young man, a sophomore, uh, number six, uh, uh, James, I think, Mason James. Yep. And uh, that guy's a legit player. And they're using him in a lot of different ways. We have a young man on our team, Jakari Thomas, that I think is similar in that uh, you just got to get the ball in his hands. And so if it, that means putting him in the backfield, giving him a speed sweep, throwing him the ball, uh, wildcat quarterback, whatever you can do, when you've got a guy that can play, you've got to do it. And I think Again, I go back to what Coach Jones does, Justin. Um, they do a nice job of figuring out different ways to get him the ball. And so between, you know, what do we have to do? We've got to, con- we've got to control those big plays. If we can make them have to uh, move the ball down the field and not get the, the explosives on us, I think we've got a good shot. But, uh, uh, you know, that's easier said than done. I sound like a broken record. I always feel too win that turnover battle, right? <laughs> every time, coach, and that's you know that's not lost on me at all. Yeah. Uh, every level of football, from junior high all the way to the NFL, 
Yep. If you can win the turnover battle, you've got a shot. And if you can win it by three, you're just about guaranteed for a win. It's not a guarantee, but it's statistically, uh, that's a whole deal. You got to have more takeaways than giveaways. Agreed. I, I know, you know, Bob growing up in Youngstown where high school football is so important there. Uh, the culture of high school football in Tulsa, I think it has to be one of the best in the country um, with the major schools that you guys have. And those schools don't really split. You go all the way down to the elementary school level and, and kids just grow up wanting to play for that for that school and that brand. Um, what's that like, Bill, in competing? Your son is also the head coach at Broken Arrow. Uh, and so it's it's got to be fun every week to uh, to go up against the likes of Jinx and Union and B.A. And Bixby, too. I well, can't leave it, them out. it's fun if you're a little bit sick. You know, you, you, you know, there's no easy days. You know, the, the thing that has made us great, and, and I go back to my days even at Union, um, it, it was not lost on us. And, and Coach Trimble and I used to talk about it all the time. You know, the thing that made us really good was Jinx, and the thing that made Jinx better was Union. And it's not the, the arrogance of that. I'm just telling you the communities care enough to want to uh, compete. It's 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 the same as uh, the co- college game peeled back down a different level. I mean, the reason that OU has to keep the arms race going is because all the people they're competing with are building new things and doing new things. Well, if you sit stationary in Owasso and let Jinx and Broken Arrow and um, uh, Bigsby and all of those people continue to grow their programs, then you would be kind of foolish. Well, the good thing about it is our community won't let us do that. The community wants to compete, and so they'll pass bond issues. They'll allow us to have some of the best facilities in in the state, if not the country. And um, I I think that's what's magical about what we get to be a part of over here in the Tulsa area is just the suburban community uh, competitiveness. And uh, it probably means something more to the parents sometimes than it does even us coaches. So uh, that's a good thing. I'll, I'll say this, having been around the game a little while. Now, I've been out a few years, but my 40 years, some of being a college player, coach, being going around the country, come from Ohio, and you go to other great places, Florida, California, whatnot, Texas, that the, the Oklahoma football and in, 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 throughout, we're not a highly populated state, but over right. throughout that Tulsa area, it's as good as anywhere you'll go, and and uh, and I've seen it all. So you're you're absolutely correct. It's in, it's it's uh, it's great programs over there, not just football, but everything about the school districts and what they're doing is great. Well, we have we really do have really good football in Oklahoma, and and uh, I. It's not isolated to over here, but I think the standard that gets raised helps everybody. Uh, right. I, I, I keep bringing back Justin uh, Jones at, at Norman North. Uh, there are guys over there, you know, Lee at Mustang and Wade Stanley at Deer Creek, and uh, I'm, I'm going to leave some guys out. They know they want to get the exposure of coming to these. Uh, uh, Kyle White at Santa Fe, same thing. They come over for camps. They come over for seven because they want their people to see the the commitment level because all that does is help all of us. And uh, we continue to grow the game. And, you know, we don't have as many. The population's not what we have in Texas and Florida and all that. But I think uh, pound for pound and man for man, there's a lot of talent uh, in the high schools of Oklahoma. You know, can I jump in on that, Mark? I've yeah, said before, though, the, there isn't a ton of 
you know, just because of the sheer numbers, like you just said, mm-hmm. Bill, and but but the ones we do get, they're as good as any in the country. Yeah, when you look agreed. at the Jermaine Gresham, Sam Bradford's, Jason White's, uh, Jamal Brown, um, I can go on. Got Gerald McCoy. I'm again, like you said, I'm gonna leave out some. It goes. Yeah. Those guys are as good as anywhere in the country. The guys that we we do get. Teddy Lehman, Rocky Kalmus. I just, I can't. Coach, I you, can't keep, you go back to that national championship team you had. Oh, and you, you had Corey a Klein played for a Coach B, team. right? Yeah. Yeah. No question. I, I agree totally. And uh, and I, I love it that, you know, I know Coach Venables is recruiting the heck out of the state of Oklahoma, and I love it. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Bill. I appreciate your time, man. It's, it's really good to see you, and we wish you the best of luck. Uh, no, Friday and throughout the playoffs. Mark, Seven thank o'clock. you for, for all you do for high school football because that's uh, been a passion of yours for a long time, and we appreciate that. And uh, Coach Stoops, always good to see you, and I'm proud to, proud to say we knew each other even back in the days when you were uh, at K-State and before that's that, right. you know, and uh, <laughs> getting to just be a part of the recruiting process and all your great success here in, in Oklahoma. So thank well, you. Well, you've been a great friend, Bill, and, uh, yeah, Coaches enjoy other coaches, that's yeah, for sure. So wish you the best of luck. Thank you, sir. Uh, these are some special segments. I'm enjoying the heck out of this, being able to brag on some high school playoff teams throughout the state, and these coaches have a chance to uh, brag about their players. And I'm going to pass this off to our high school football expert, Mark Rogers, to, to introduce our next guest. Coach Mike Dunn is the head coach at Carl Albert, and he's kind of the quintessential Carl Albert guy. He won four state championships as a player. He won a state championship as an assistant, and now he's won a state championship as a head coach. And some people are saying that this might be the best team ever at Carl Albert that's produced a bunch of players uh, that have played at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and all over the country. What's, what's going on, Coach Dunn? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing, doing good. great, Mike. Good. It's, good. It's Thanks good for having to- me on. It's good to talk to you. Class 5A this year, we talked about what a, a great team you guys have had. You've had a, an excellent season. Uh, won a game at Guthrie that I watched, stayed at home and watched the entire second half uh, on the edge of my seat. You guys throw a touchdown pass uh, in the final minute of the game to win that one. Dell City is also undefeated in Class 5A, which is one of the Mid-Dell schools. Uh, that Guthrie team, I'm sure, would like to get another shot at you guys. They're 10-1. and uh, we're going to talk with Coach Wyatt here in a few minutes. He's 11-0 at Elgin. This is a pretty special year for your class. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at it, I mean, just going back and looking at the first round of the playoffs, there were some unreal matchups. I mean, really good, really good games. I mean, fourth place, you know, fourth seed versus one seeds. There were really good games, um, you know, and some tough, tough first-round matchups. So I think it shows the depth and just kind of shows where 5A football is right now. It's one of the the funnest classes to watch just because I think there is a lot of parity, you know, I mean, people have kind of made it about, about the, the four teams that you just talked about, but I think, you know, Claremore, Claremore's 10 and one right now. Um, Bishop McGinnis is starting to roll. Bishop Kelly has done some really good things with winning their district. I mean, I think you've got eight quality, quality football teams, you know, and we're playing Collinsville this week and just look at Collinsville's uh, past just over the last four or five years, you know, we've had some big time games with them. They, uh, they beat us in the semifinals my first year here. And so, I mean, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of really good football being played in 5A right now. Mike, you, you won four uh, state championships with uh, Coach Rose, good friend of mine. And uh, uh, how much of the program, have, you know, how, how much do you go back to the way uh, Gary Ro- uh, Rose, you know, ran the program and, 
he had so much success. Did you did you stick to to most of what he you know the the foundation that that he started? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, why why uh, why try to fix something that's not broke? You know, when I got here and yep. I I took over as the head coach, um, you know, Coach Corley stayed on. And he's still on staff, so I've got a guy that I can bounce ideas off of, and we've got a lot of coaches like that, but. You know, he, Coach Corley, when he took over for Coach Rose, he didn't change a whole lot. You know, we got a saying around here that when the, and the saying is nothing's changed, you know, and that's something Coach Rollins, Tex Rollins, longtime coach here, that was one of his sayings. And it's something that really holds true. You know, I mean, we, we try to keep with the same traditions. We've added some, some razzle dazzle here and there. You know, we've done some, some things different the last few years, but not as far as the, the culture, the traditions. I mean, we're still running our, 14 state championship hills today we're going to run our <laughs> our 14 sprints today uh, you know and and we we try to keep with those things we ran fart looks yesterday you know and the, and the guy carl albert guys that watch this going back 25 years they're going to say yep fart looks on tuesday and hills on wednesday you know so there's i, I love it. there's a lot of things that we've kept and, and coach rose obviously is is the legend around here and we all love him and, and sure. uh, have special relationships with him and so why change something that's that's uh worked a, a lot of what? years what years were yours? Were you there that you won the state all four years? So uh, ninety eight through two thousand one. I was a freshman on the 90, 1998 team, and back then it was Carl Albert Junior High, and we were able to come up after the season. Anybody could come up, and there was about five or six of us. You know, JD Runnels was on that team. We graduated yep. together, and and JD and Andre Daniel, our quarterback, they both were big time basketball players, so they didn't come up as freshmen, so they didn't get the get that ring like like a few of us did as freshmen but uh there's about five of us that came up and then won it my sophomore year uh beat el reno in a thriller and then uh junior year we beat we beat ada they beat us earlier in the year and we got them back and then uh, my senior year we played altus and a really good altus football team that made a run there in the playoffs and had a lot of a lot of fun playing here and, and learned a lot of good stuff i was sure glad i found jd runnels i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was after that uh, that Booker T game. I, I, JD tells that story a lot to our guys, just about being patient. It was so much different back then. You know, obviously we all knew that JD was a phenomenal athlete, but he was a guy that was kind of hard to. What's he going to do in college? You know, he played tight end for us, but he's five eleven, six foot. You know, probably not a tight end in college. And then he played free safety and defensive end on defense, so he's probably a linebacker type body, but he hadn't played it. And then you guys saw him in that Booker T game, and he just went crazy. Coach yep. Xavier Robinson, the, the commit to Oklahoma in 2024, is a little bit similar to J.D. I think he's even a little bit bigger. I wouldn't want to tackle him, Mike. Um, where, where, do you see him, where do you see him fitting in at the Division I level? Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, the guys at OU are, are definitely going to give him his shot at running back. I mean, he's, he's special. I mean, he's a, he's a running back. He's a running back at that level. I think he can play anywhere in the country, um, and he's a guy that, you know, not only he is a big guy, you look at him, you think, man, I don't know, does he move that well? He's a, he's a four, five, 40 guy all day long. I mean, you see him in games. Uh, he, it's not, he breaks out. He doesn't get caught, you know, and he's a guy that he's not just a, I'm going to run you over. He's just a big bruising type back. I mean, he's a finesse guy. He can make you miss. He's got great moves in the open field. He can make guys miss at the second level. I mean, he's a, he's a complete back. I mean, he's a, he's a big old, just really phenomenal athlete for being, you know, he's 6'2", 235 pounds. I mean, and I think once he gets up there and gets with Schmitty and those guys and he starts getting on that training table, I mean, the sky's the limit for him of what his body's going to look like in, in two or three years. Mike, we, uh, OU's got three other commits. That's, that's, quite a, that's quite a haul from one school. Talk about your other guys a little bit uh, that, that are committed to OU. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think start with Kevin Sperry, Kevin Sperry Jr., um, quarterback. Kevin's an absolute stud. I mean, just a dude of a of a human, dude of a football player. Um, he's a great leader. I mean, he's the total package. He's exactly what you would want managing your team and, and leading your program. Um, he's a guy that puts everybody first. I mean, you know, we go into a season like this, and you're kind of worried. The worry is how do you get the ball to everybody? And Kevin, I mean, I think we, we looked at the other day, he's thrown passes to 10 different receivers. Um, he's done he's, – he's just a phenomenal kid. And we're an RPO team, and, and Kevin is, is the guy that's going to make the right reads. Just a great, great player, great kid. Um, then Trene Washington. Um, Trene is a wide receiver. He's a strong safety. He's a corner. He's a guy that does a whole lot of different things. He's also probably, you know, I would say maybe the best punter in the state of Oklahoma. You know, last year as a sophomore – he his punt average. He had twenty five punts on the year, and his punt average is almost forty four yards. And so, wow, pretty phenomenal, you know. And then this year, I think we've had he's punted twelve times, and it's up above forty again this year. And he's killed. I want to say of the twelve, he's killed eight of them inside the twenty. And so he's he's just a he's a stud athlete all around. He could do a lot of different things at the next level. Um, Marcus James also uh, committed. He and Trene committed on the same day. And Marcus is a big time uh, outside linebacker. I think they're probably gonna probably look at him as a will. I think he's a guy that could maybe play that cheetah position for uh for the OU guys. Um he's just again and, and he's been offered as a tight end. I think TCU was recruiting recruiting him as a tight end. He's got five or six touchdowns for us. He's probably our third leaving leading receiver. Um again, just another phenomenal big time athlete that and I, I guess the best thing as a coach you can say about all these guys is you know, when your dudes are the ones that are also the hardest workers and the guys that are leading practice and the guys that are giving 110% all the time, you got good things going, you know. And then we've got one more that hadn't committed yet is Tristan Haynes, you know, and Tristan's a top, he's a top 300 guy in the nation. And he's a, I, mean, I think he's a top 10 corner in the nation right now and 2025 class. And I don't know what Tristan's going to do, but, but Tristan is a, another one that the OU guys are on pretty heavy. Coach Stoops, you combine all that talent with the work ethic that they've got in that program, and, that, and that's why you end up with the zero in the loss column. Because I know uh, no that doubt. they do; they work really hard over there, and it, it, it's not—it's not, it's not uh, uh, just a place where you know elite players congregate. No, yeah, and, and, and like Mike said, they—they've had this tradition for for decades now, and and Mike's wise to just continue it the way it's been and continue to build on it. Lastly, uh, Mike, what are some keys for you in this game? You know, if you're going to come away with the win, first of all, where's the game versus Collinsville? It's going to be at, at Gary, Gary Rose Stadium here at home. Oh, okay, great. What are, what are some uh, keys for you guys to win the game? I think we got to be better on first down. You know, that's something that, that I guess any, any defensive guy would say is, you know, uh, first down defense, we need to be better. Um, we need to be be physical and, and make sure that we're keeping people behind the sticks, not letting people get comfortable and in a rhythm. Um, you know, offensively, we got to be able to take what the defense has given us, you know, and, and everybody plays is different. And it's, you know, I, I would not like to have the game plan for us. You know, we've got good, good receivers out wide. We've got a good running back. We've got a quarterback that's a dual threat guy. And we've got an offensive line that's got four seniors that have played last year. And some of them started as sophomores as well. So we kind of got the, total package over there um but you know as always you got to be the most most physical team you got to protect the ball um you got to limit mistakes i mean that's what we talk a lot about you know controlling the things that we can control um and our guys have done a really good job of that this year and so you know if we go play carl albert football you know i like our chances and 
And, uh, you know, we try to make it about us more than we do about the other team. I agree with you. Play clean, play a clean game with turnovers, penalties, yep. uh, and without mistakes. And, and you're hard to beat, no doubt. Yes, sir. No doubt. Mike, I appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Dale Condit, the head coach at Wagner, defending Class 4A state champs in his 19th season as the head coach of the Bulldogs. Uh, coach, this has been a, a great season for you guys. Uh, and no, we, uh, we talked to Brad Ballard earlier uh, that this Wagner-Tuttle game has become one that we can expect every year in the playoffs to be kind of a knockdown dragout game. Yeah, there's no doubt Tuttle always has our attention. Uh, you know, they, uh, they play tremendous defense. Their, their kids are tough. They're well organized, well coached, and I've told Coach Ballard, you know, if we would if we would both win our district, we wouldn't have to play in the second round. We could we could meet in the state championship <laughs> game, but this will be four years in a row that that we've either finished second and them first, or us first and them second. So we've matched up matched up here in the quarterfinal quarterfinal round, which makes for great football early in the playoffs. Hey, Dale, uh, you guys have had double-digit wins in 16 of the last 19 years. What, what is it with Wagner, and, and what are some of the fundamentals of your program that, yet, that you've been able to have that sustained success? Well, you know, we, we kind of have a system of coaching our, our kids from seventh grade all the way through. We stay involved with our youth program. But wow. uh, they've allowed me to continually, you know, add and develop our coaching staff. So if a young man plays linebacker, inside linebacker at Wagner, uh, he will have the same coach from seventh grade all the way through his senior season. So wow, that's like great. That's, that's been a big advantage for us. And, you know, it's a I, I feel like you, you always have to be finding new ways to improve your facilities, your look, your your offense, your defense and every aspect of your program and and. We've had an administration and school board here, our, our community. They all support us in a, in a great way. So uh, we feel like we've always been finding new ways to, to improve on what we're doing. Right, Coach, last year you guys, you finished second in your district. You lost to Cushing in a pretty decisive defeat in the regular season and came back and beat them in the state championship game. Um, what was it? Is it just the process of continuing to improve throughout the season? And, and how were you able to – turn the tables a year ago on a team that beat you pretty handily in the regular season? Well, we had a really young team last year. And, you know, when Cushing beat us the first time, I, I would say it's – I don't know if it's the most lopsided score I've ever been a part of, but it was it was the biggest beatdown I'd ever been a part of. I mean, we walked away there feeling very defeated. And uh, really just at the mentality, mentality at that point was, can we get good enough just to go play them again? Didn't know if we could beat them or not. Uh, but along the way, we just kept getting better and found little ways to uh, be able to move the ball a little bit better and, and had some things we were doing late in the game the first time that we thought, well, if we got a rematch, we could probably tweak a few things that would help give us a chance. But put a game plan together. And, you know, I remember walking in uh, after the uh, semifinal game and telling our coaches, man, these guys I, right now, they think they can beat anybody and I'm not going to tell them anything different. So really probably the the, the most uh, – proud moment of my coaching career was the game against Tuttle last year in the championship because we 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 had a group of kids that executed a game plan near perfection and and it, everything had to go perfect for us to win and, and they found a way to get that done hit a field goal I mean you only dream is that you know I grew up with coach's son and I, all I've known is Friday night football my entire life and and 
you can only dream of winning a state championship with three seconds left on a kick, you know. So yeah, it's it pretty thrilling. You brought up being a coach's son. How is how is your father Tom doing? Well, he's he he passed away coaching in 2015, oh. but coach he oh. lived through me, through my my son is coaching now. Um and that you know, people ask me about him all the time. He was he was taken away before he should have been, uh, you know, at a young age. Uh, I well, didn't realize that, obviously. That's okay. Coach, yeah. I have people ask me still all the time because he, he was it, a very influential man, a very powerful uh, oh, yeah. personality, and uh, had a tremendous influence not on me, but so many coaches around the state that are still coaching. And, uh, you know, it just, it. I still every day, as I approach my job, I'm trying to find a way to be as good as he was. And, uh, I love it. You know, and, uh, so I, uh, I, I, I think of him every day and, and he's a big part of, uh, what, what I do yep. and what my family's about, but I appreciate you. Uh, Dale, we, we, Dale, we've got a few OU fans out there listening. So, uh, let's talk about, uh, OU commit Alex Shield Knight you bet. And, and the job he's doing for you. You bet. A uh, tremendous young man. And you know, coach, I, I was an actually an equipment manager at University of Oklahoma in the early '90s. I was the same grade as Kale Gundy, and so I was a quarter. I was for Larry Coker. Uh, Larry Coker, the coach I was I was with, and Larry Coker's dad actually influenced my dad to get into coaching. And so now my son, my younger son, is there as an equipment manager for Coach Bates. But uh, Alex is a uh, tremendous talent. You know, he just started playing football a few years ago. Uh, when he came here to Wagner and, you know, the first time I was told he was a basketball guy and the first time I saw him, I'm like, he might be a basketball guy right now, but he's fixed to be a football guy because he was very well put together. Uh, I remember him as a, he was eighth grade going into ninth grade. He said, I, I said, well, what are you, what are your future plans? What do you want out of this athletic uh, career someday? So I want to, I want to go play basketball at Kansas. And I didn't tell him at the time, uh, you know, six, four, Six four post guys don't make it at Kansas, but they they can I can't have a tell you, Bill, I can't tell you how many basketball practices I was at watching athletes, watching football players recruiting through all those years. I said that same thing a hundred times. Yeah, a I lot mean, more. There's eighty five football scholarships, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's hard to get a basketball scholarship. Really, really hard. And Especially at six three six four six four, he better be able to shoot the lights out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he uh, he quickly bought in. We did some seven on seven, and and next thing you know, he's he's all in. Loves the weight room. Loves the training. Loves sure. loves the uh, the the learning of of the game. Just the technical part, fundamental part. He's he's really bought into that. Started all year as freshman year, then had a huge year last year as a sophomore, and started blowing up. And, and uh, really, the relationship that's been developed with him and coach Chavis has been uh, very critical to his uh, recruiting process and, and where uh, he ended up deciding to go. And it, it probably didn't hurt that I might've leaned on him a little bit along the way too. <laughs> I try not to be too uh, pressure him too much, but man, I've had a couple, I've had a couple players go and have a great career at Oklahoma state. And I, I've told, I told the coaches, I'm like, I cheered for those guys to do well, those players do do well, but I mean, I'm an OU guy. I can't, I can't find it within me to cheer for them again. You know, I'm not going to cheer for them against Oklahoma. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But you can't uh, help what you can't help, right? I can't help it. I mean, it's in my blood. So, 
But so yeah, we're extremely excited for him. He's got huge high end potential. He's going to be a great player. You've got another good edge player, and when I see high school football games, teams teams that have good edge presence really have a lot of success because you can get after the quarterback, and then it just makes life miserable for the other team. So uh, Whit Edwards is also committed to uh, to another future SEC school or current SEC school in Vanderbilt. Yeah, Witt's a tremendous talent. You know, he's he's got things you don't coach. He's every bit of six six. Uh, I forget what his wingspan was. It's one of the one of the bigger ones. Uh, he might be the biggest wing, wingspan in the in the state. Ten and a half inch hands, uh, and uh, just all the potential in the world. And excited for him. He, I think he had somewhere around twenty offers. But again, through the through the recruiting process, the relationship that was developed with him and Coach Hay from from Vanderbilt was key in where he ended up deciding he wanted to go. And, uh, you know, you, if you're not going to go to Oklahoma or Oklahoma state and you leave the state, you, you know, once you leave this small town, people, will, they'll kind of keep up with you a little bit, but it's, it's going to be more important that you go somewhere you feel comfortable and feel like you fit and, and you're going to stay. So, uh, excited for him. And, and, you know, wit was, Witt's been challenging at times to coach. I know we've all had those guys, but man, he is continually uh, improving. And and here lately, I've really seen a huge jump and seeing him reach his potential because he's so talented and a very impactful player. Dale, what are going to be some uh, big keys for your team uh, going uh, playing with uh, the big game with Tuttle this weekend? Uh, what are going to be some keys to for you guys to win? Well, I think, you know, first, we, we've been really good at run defense. I've always felt like that needs to be the core of what you do. And if you can make people one-dimensional, it gives you such a huge advantage. And, uh, Coach, I was figuring it up. Somebody asked me today because I knew we hadn't given up very many rushing yards. In the last 25 games, we've given up 727 total rushing yards in, wow. in 25 games. So uh, that That's is great. the key for us. And, and Tuttle is a predominantly run team. So, uh, to play great first first down defense and and to get them in situations where we dictate when they're going to throw the ball would be very very key for us and they have a very good player in Brady McAdoo you got to limit the number of big plays you allow him to have and then you know just find some ways they they they're very stingy on defense you just look and they don't give up very many points last year we had, we beat them 13-10 we had, we had to attempt four field goals so we hit wow. two of them um but you don't want to have to attempt four foot field goals in high school football. You need to finish a couple of those drives with touchdowns. So uh, those, those are things I think. You know, our quarterback's a great player, uh, Kel Charbonneau, a junior. Uh, he's, again, a, you know, kind of a – we compare him a little bit to Malcolm Rodriguez. He's a, he's a wrestler, a very tough kid, but uh, middle linebacker, and then he flips around and plays quarterback. But, uh, and he plays quarterback with a middle linebacker mentality. But he's, but he's thrown for 2,300 and something yards and – and that's uh, awesome. You know, he scored yeah. 35, 36 touchdowns. So he's a great player too. And if we get him going, we, we feel good about our chances. Yeah. We'll have you back and you can tell some stories about Kale in college. That'll be uh, an after dark uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Dale, best of luck this weekend. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us on. Shalmer White, he's the head coach of the uh, Elgin Owls 11-0 first district championship uh, at the school since uh, the late 90s, 1996, when they were in Class 2A. Now they're all the way up in, in Class 5A. So ab about winning the district championship, you guys came up short last year in, in that final regular season game against Midwest City. 
and this year you got over the hump. Um, what was the feeling like to know that you'd kind of taken the next step with this year's group? Yeah, I mean, it started obviously in, in June before when we started our summer pride and stuff. We had, had a bad taste in our mouth with our last two games. You know, we lost the district championship week 10, and then we had an early exit uh, week one of the playoffs. So uh, to get to that point, uh, being 9-0 and and playing a de facto district championship week 10, it was big for us. And, uh, you know, our kids had not forgot about that game. And, you know, uh, we returned a lot of guys and, you know, Ultimately, we're just a year older, and uh, to go into Midwest City and get that done, that was big time for us, big time for the program, and, yeah, it hadn't been done in 37 years. Coach Wyatt, you guys in 2020 are 0-8. The yep. last two years, you're 19-3, and and with, the, and with the district championship and all the change. What, are, what, are, what do you feel in your, inside of your program were the changes in the last couple of years? Uh, growth. Um, you know, I think that we learned a lot that year. I think that we found that uh, we, we believed in our in our program and our values at that point. We just needed to be consistent in them. And sometimes things take time. Uh, you know, it was more of a slow cooking process, but we stuck to our guns and it wasn't easy then. But, you know, we just we got a little bit better each year. Um, and, you know, now that year we were really, really young. And now we're kind of seeing seeing the. Uh, uh, fruits of the labor kind of uh, come to fruition as we're juniors and seniors mostly now. What, what's it like trying to build the program up when you are going up that elevation in, in terms of uh, the attendance and, and moving from class 2A to class 5A? How are you able to keep a participation high and where you need it to be? Uh, you know, I think, again, it's kind of being just consistent in our approach when we got here. Uh, but, you know, the growth is something that's not new to Elgin. So we've, you know, really just needed to find some consistency, getting kids out, um, developing players, because this is a place where sometimes you don't have just some guys that just jump out at you uh, as, as just really good football players. And we've done a really good job of developing guys that were good, you know, average to good football players. And we've turned them into guys that know how to play the game and played at the at the right level and intensity and you know we've had consistency in that for about four years now um and we got a great group of kids you know it starts with that obviously so um but yeah you do have to combat the growth a little bit uh and you got to stay up with with the classes that you're in and you know of course when we jumped to 5a we felt like we were getting in a really good place for 4a so that was another battle in itself going up a class and and trying to figure out if we had the speed to compete in the next class and, and all the things that come with it. Um, but we've just been consistent in our approach, and it's, you know, uh, it's, it's done, us, done us some favors up to this point. Coach, give you, give you a minute to brag about some of your key players. Uh, I like your running back, Matt Lund, and, and so on. But uh, who, are, who are some of your key guys that everybody can look for this weekend? Yeah, somebody that's really jumped on uh, the scene. He's he's always been a great player, but he's really coming into his own right now. Is number seventy seven, Shea Spencer, uh, plays defensive end and, and right tackle for us. Uh, you know, really really good on both sides of the ball. Jace Williams is another guy right there in the middle, junior, our nose guard guard. Uh, and those guys are tough guys. They go both ways up front, and and they you know. Really, really uh, free up our linebackers, do a lot of things there on the defensive side of the ball and are really, really maulers on the offensive side. Uh, you know, Colin Donnelly, number 18, our junior linebacker, he's got 53 tackles in the last two games. 
just just really coming into his own. Uh, Plays the game at a very, very high level. Uh, Very good instincts. Uh, You know, great size. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, Matt obviously is doing what he does. Uh, He makes us go offensively and, you know, everything kind of revolves around him and it opens up our pass game and done a great job. Our junior quarterback is is settling in, Trace Laura. Uh, He's going to be a four-year starter when it's all said and done. So uh, really, really playing at a high level and kind of just uh, navigating the offense, you know, uh, when we're run first. uh, His job isn't too big at times, but we got times to take shots. He does a good job of, of delivering the ball there. Uh, and and the list goes on. Michael Adesola is a two-way starter at wide receiver and corner. Uh, you know, uh, two two-year captain at that, and uh, plays the game the right way. Very dependable. Uh, made some big catches last year, and and you know we expect him to make more big catches in, in crucial moments. Uh, so you know a lot of guys have come on. You know uh, our outside linebackers are senior three-year starters, Peyton Christensen and Andre Crabtree. And they do a really good job setting the edge. Uh, and they have a lot of different jobs with the fronts that we jump in and out of. So they're really, really uh, smart in, in their alignment and their assignment. Uh, you know, Ritson Meyer is a sophomore two-way player at Will Linebacker and running back. He compliments Matt really well. Um, so just a bunch of guys that have played a lot of football up to this point and, and now are, are really playing it the right way. I noticed you guys have only given up 72 points the entire season, and I noticed all the defensive players you talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think we brought back eight guys on defense, and I, yeah. I think eight of them start on our wrestling team too, so that's a good little thing wow. to throw in there. I, I got to ask a, a question here. Uh, I think they might have scored. Did you guys score 70 in the first half of a game this year against Anadarko or pretty close to that? Um, we were, it was 70 nothing at halftime. Okay, oh, 70 dude. to nothing at halftime. So giving up only 72 points all season. They can obviously score and they can obviously defend. Would If you want to try to win a game, say you're down six, would you rather have your defense on the field with the opponent at the 20 or would you rather have your offense on the field uh, with the ball at the 40-yard uh, line? <laughs> Let's say Come you're ahead now. and you've got your defense out there. Uh, I mean – I think that we're in a place that our team plays with a lot of confidence that we can throw either unit out there and feel really good about it. And, and that's the good thing about, you know, having that balance is there's not a, you know, a weak spot on our, on either side. You know, we have full confidence in either side, but it is fun. It's fun to watch our offense score. Uh, and then our defense is it's really fun because a good defense is fun to watch. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Coach Wyatt. Uh, lastly, what are, what are a couple key two, three, keys to to you guys being able to win this weekend yeah we've got you know we've got to stop the run with our front and and be able to cover uh with uh with the five in the back uh we've got to get pressure on the quarterback um i think that if our d-line has a good night i think we'll have a good night uh offensively you know we want to establish a run game i think that that's that's what you got to do late in the year those two things and uh it really is falls in line with the keys for us this week uh, especially they throw the ball around uh really well and so we've got to get pressure and stay on top of things and make them snap it again uh and then control the ball on offense and and uh drive it and take our opportunities when we can uh coach white uh, elgin high school playing uh claremore right seven o'clock friday i'm guessing that's right Yeah, wishing you the best of luck. I appreciate you joining, Mark and I. 
Coach Stoops, thank you, Mark. Always appreciate it, man. Thanks, Chalmer.